You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. With me today are my good friends and co-workers, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Happy holidays! Happy Thanksgiving Day, gobble, gobble, gobble. In this show, we're going to talk about safety again. We've talked about it with Halloween, but this time we're going to talk about safety for your pets during Thanksgiving and Christmas, because unfortunately there are some dangers uh, that your pets can get into or be subject to, so we want to keep them safe. But first, let's take a break for our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're going to be talking about safety during the holidays for your dog. There's a lot of things that can cause uh, problems during the holidays, including the turkey carcass and the trash can, guests feeding your dog too many goodies, 
the Christmas tree, tinsel on the tree. There's a lot of things that can cause a problem. Kate and I both worked as vet techs for a number of years and we've seen the end result of some of these problems. So today we're gonna to talk about how to keep your pet safe during Thanksgiving. And first of all, we ought to talk about what they eat. It's important to keep your pet on his regular food during Thanksgiving. Just because we're having treats and goodies that may not be good for us, uh, but we can have more willpower where our dogs are concerned. To sharing too many of the holiday treats with your dogs can lead to upset tummies, pancreatitis. It's no fun during the holidays having a dog with diarrhea. So have a healthy uh, pet treat handy so that your guests can, uh, you know, they're all tempted to give them a piece of something off the table, but have something that the dog can handle stomach-wise so that they can still indulge your pet. On a limited basis, of course. No, oh, of course. <laughs> by the time Aunt Martha's given just a little bit of a treat and Uncle Charlie's given just a little bit of a treat and Cousin Bob's given just a little bit of a treat, it all adds up for your puppy dog. So you got a roly-poly puppy running around, <laughs> not feeling too happy. If you want to share a little bit of the holiday with them, just make sure that you control it and give them maybe a little diluted turkey broth. And remember, don't give them chocolate, alcohol, <laughs> oh, cranberry <laughs> sauce, gravy. Watch where Uncle Charlie puts his highball down. <laughs> yeah. That sure. plate of fudge on the coffee table, that's just mm -hmm. as tempting to your puffy dog as it is to humans and much more dangerous for him. And then watch for uh, candy wrappers, Oy. foil pieces, um, ribbons, who knows, for decorations, you know. And after the turkey is carved, when you go to dispose of the carcass, double and triple wrap it in a plastic bag, tie it off well, and then put it in an outside trash can with a concrete block on the lid. <laughs> <laughs> or two concrete blocks. If it's a uh, big dog, three. <laughs> three. I can't tell you how many dogs we saw coming into the vet clinic the Friday after Thanksgiving or the Saturday after Thanksgiving because they'd gotten into the turkey carcass and they'd ingested some of those bones. Those cooked bones are brittle and they're sharp and they'll just do a job on your dog's intestinal tract. So make sure that carcass is put away very, very securely. As much as possible, try to keep your puppy dog on its regular feeding schedule with the same food that you've been giving on a regular basis. There's enough stress going on without adding intestinal stress to it. And then uh, don't forget exercise. And that goes along with the normal routine, definitely. And with exercise, you'll also use up some of that extra stress that your dog may feel when there's guests in the house or the routine has changed. We get so busy during the holidays, people coming and going, we're shopping, we're making lists, there's decorations to put up. Stop every now and then, even put a sign on the refrigerator if you need to remind yourself that says, Where's the dog and how's he doing? And another thing to keep in mind with guests in the house, keep your dog on leash if you need to. If there's people coming over that your dog doesn't know, uh, put him on leash and let him stay on leash while he's being introduced to the guests. And if he seems a little agitated, keep him on the leash. Don't expect that your dog is going to love all your guests the way you might. And or if that the, your guests will love your dog. Or the that the guests will love the dog. And if things get too busy and your dog is crate trained, put him in his crate for a little time out. Not for the whole day and definitely not for the whole weekend, but for a little time out so he can calm down. Whatever you do, don't exile the dog to the backyard. 
that's going to cause a lot of frustration. He's going to probably start barking, jumping on the back door, tearing up the screen, digging up the garden, or trying to raid the trash can. So don't exile him. That's not fair. Yeah, so it's a holiday for us, but it's not a holiday from our responsibility to take care of our pets. I agree with that crate idea. A safe haven is what I tell people to think of it as, a place for your dog. Because even during a party, they may need a little time to just take a break and relax and not get so much loving from everybody. And probably the most stressful one is um, if the dog, not used to kids, maybe one or two, but if you have a house full of children, that can really stress your dog out. So don't set them up to... uh, accidentally bite even though we know your dog may not be about biter but too many kids running around and screaming uh, <laughs> that could make, make me, me bite <laughs> <laughs> i might go to the crate with the dog <laughs> i mean stress alone can cause intestinal upsets um so try to keep things stress-free for your dog so they enjoy the holidays too all right well let's move on usually what happens after thanksgiving is people start decorating for christmas So think safety before you decorate if you've got a dog in the house. A lot of the plants that we often use for decorations can make your dog sick. For example, mistletoe and holly berries are uh, poisonous to your dog. Although poinsettia is not listed as toxic, it can cause some problems. Uh, Many dogs get gastrointestinal upset when they ingest those. So just think safety beforehand. When you're putting up your Christmas tree, remember that many live trees, balsam, cedar, juniper, fir, pine, both the sap and the preservatives used to keep your tree fresh during the season can be mildly toxic to your dog, causing mouth or stomach irritations. Or the needles. If your dog's ingests the needles, uh, that can puncture the intestines. Yeah, they don't digest those things. No. On their trip through, they can cause some problems. Or rambunctious dogs, young dogs or puppies can knock over the tree. Uh, Kate's a fan of the upside down tree. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't tried it yet, but it really intrigues me. (laughs) Let us know. We'll come see. (laughs) I I remember remembering friends with uh, three very active Siamese cats. They actually hung their tree from a cathedral ceiling. Oh, that's a, a good friend of ours has three Siamese kittens this oh, year. I right. wonder what she's going to do with the tree. <laughs> they suggest that. I don't have ceilings tall enough to mm-hmm. suspend my tree, but I do uh, take some fishing line, and along with the base of the tree, I will use the fishing line to secure the top to the sides of the walls. I also, when I've got a puppy or kittens in the house, uh, get a slightly shorter tree and put it on a table. Uh, just so it's a little less uh, interesting to those uh, little puppy noses and kitten paws. And well, besides knocking it over, remember the uh, male dogs that like to lift their legs. All of a sudden, Mom brought a tree in the house. Thank you. Don't have to go outside in the cold. Cool. What to service? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An indoor potty spot. <laughs> yeah. So be careful of that. One way you can deal with that is to put a small decorative or otherwise fence around the tree. Little garden fencing. Little white plastic picket fence or something like that. You can uh, put Christmas decorations Ooh. on that. Or decorate an X-Pen. There you, you go. Know, if you don't want to spend the money, get an X-Pen and just fancy it up a bit. Yeah. That keeps puppy from lifting leg on tree or adult mm-hmm. dog. It also keeps um, them away from the presents, mm-hmm. from helping you figure out what's wrapped inside that oddly shaped package before Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about decorations mm-hmm. on the tree, too. 
First of all, the uh, yeah. electric lights and the wires and the extension cord that go to it, oh. make sure those are tucked oh. away so that the wires themselves are not tempting to the dog, especially if you've got a puppy. Uh, keep in mind too that the glass balls on a tree look like colored tennis balls and especially if they're hung at eye level. I usually suggest to people who have puppies or young adolescent dogs that any of the balls on the tree that are within the puppy's reach be non-breakable ones. <laughs> uh, anything that, that ideally wouldn't hurt the dog should he get a hold of it because invariably they're going to try once or twice. Uh, years ago, my husband and I had a German Shepherd who was tennis ball crazy, as most German Shepherds are. And he did, unfortunately, get a hold of a few glass balls and crunch them up. Luckily, it didn't hurt him, but boy, we sure learned. So we don't do that anymore. Yeah, my cat, who was a kitten last year, climbed in the tree and <laughs> shook it so all the balls were on the ground, and that was fun. Oh, no. <laughs> you, can't look, you can't find a black cat in a dark tree. <laughs> That was quite interesting. Something's in there. It's alive. I can't think of the last time I put tinsel on a tree after having been a vet tech and having to pull it out. One mm -hmm. too many critters. That cured mm -hmm. me big time. We uh, At the vet clinic, we had, one year, I think we had five or six cats and, and a couple of puppies come in that had ingested tinsel. It was a horrible Christmas, and that was the last time my husband and I ever used tinsel on a tree. Tinsel is metallic, so... It's attract kittens and puppies are attracted to it because it moves in the air and glitters and and looks like a live thing, but it's metallic and so when it goes through the intestinal tract, it either balls up or worse yet, it slices, and so it can potentially be fatal for uh, a puppy or a kitten. So avoid the tinsel. Oh, and don't put popcorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stringy popcorn, that's fun for the kids, but uh, your dog Thank you. <laughs> and then, of course, when we're talking about decorating, um, for those of you with kids in the house, think of Santa. When Santa comes down the chimney, who's going to greet him? Is it going to be the Rottweiler? <laughs> if you've got kids in the house and you've got a protective dog and you want the kids to continue believing in Santa, as I do, <laughs> the dogs need to be back in the bedroom. So uh, don't leave the dogs out to eat Santa's cookies and drink Santa's milk and send Santa back up the chimney. <laughs> Your kids will never forgive you. And think about the decorations if you're one of those who likes to decorate your pet. Oh, you mean like us? For the holidays. <laughs> yes, we. I'm looking at four sets of reindeer ears yes. with bells on the top um, for our dogs to wear. But it's only done under supervision while we're watching them for short periods of time. Don't leave things like that on your dog unattended. Uh, you get something them. with the holiday print. There you go. Bandanas. They have bows now as long as you watch your dog. Collar covers that are in a holiday print. Yep. Something yep. like that. Save the reindeer ears for the picture and then take them off again. Which we did last night. Yeah, yeah. Stuck, yeah stuck the uh, antlers on our dogs. We're taking pictures. <laughs> they didn't seem real thrilled. Yeah, they kind yeah. of looked like, well, Keely, my Pomeranian, looked like the... Um, Keely, otherwise known as the diva of the training field. 
<laughs> that um, spirit, well, the Grinch, uh, the, the Grinch, Grinch. <laughs> the dog on the Grinch with the big Max. eyes and ears were back. With His the, name was Max. Yeah, that was Keely now. <laughs> Bashir just looked totally pitiful and looked like the antlers weighed about five pounds. Riker was going to take advantage. He said, if I have antlers on and people laugh, I may get more kisses. Yes. So Riker was better with it than the other two. It's a great way to teach my dog a long stay, both in the stand and sit position, because he refuses to move while wearing any costumes. That's true. They're frozen. <laughs> nice sit stay. Easy to get a picture. That's true. Um, and then when it comes to gifts... I always put gifts under the tree for my dogs. Sure. I usually definitely. wait till uh, the last minute because if they got good noses, they'll smell it. And before you know it, they're digging and tearing up a little more than just their package <laughs> at times. So, and then when you have your kids open the presents, have them open, have fun, but put the toys away because uh, the dogs may think that's for them too. And you have a lot of new toys chewed up. And if things get uh, too exciting on Christmas morning, um, have the dog on leash. He can be in the living room with you as the as everyone opens their presents, but have him on leash. And if you've done some training with him, as we of course hope you have, uh, that downstay can be wonderful. Well, we need to take a break real quick, but don't go anywhere. We're gonna be talking a little bit more about Christmas in the next few minutes. So we're gonna take a break for our sponsors. Hold on. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is Liz Palaika with Petra Burke and Kate Abbott, and we're in the midst of talking about holiday safety. In the first half hour, we talked about Thanksgiving, uh, some safety tips for your dog, and we talked about cats too. We started talking about Christmas, including Christmas decorations. 
But let's talk about Christmas Day. I think we also need to keep in mind that all of the safety tips we gave you for Thanksgiving, especially in regards to food, also apply to Christmas dinner. Oh, yes. It's the time of year when we have a lot of visiting going on. You may go visiting places. You may have visitors coming over. They may not be as uh, aware of your dog zooming out the door as you are. So, yeah, good time to double check those ID tags. Microchipping is so Microchipping. helpful. I know it's the first thing I look for or, you know... Get something to scan the bit to scan if I find a dog. Cool. Microchipping. Well, and you and Kayla had found a dog not too long ago and were able to get him back home. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. our house. They all seem to come knocking <laughs> on the door. <laughs> Wouldn't have anything house. to do with all the critters that are there. <laughs> but it's such a wonderful thing to reunite a dog with a, a very worried, loving owner. And she was. She was very worried about yes, him. she was. Yeah. And keeping a leash on your pup in the first place so they're less likely to get lost in all the hubbub and commotion of people coming and going. And if you're going somewhere, bring a crate with you. Yeah. <laughs> so if it is getting a little crazy and wild, again, there's your uh, area of uh, safety. And, for and that brings up a good point. Uh, there are some things you need to keep in mind if you're going to go visiting. Um, don't assume that they want your pet there. Ask first. <laughs> um, love yeah. me, love my dog, but Aunt Sarah may not feel the same way. Or maybe exactly. allergic. Oh, oh yeah. yes, very true. Or they might be frail. If you have a rambunctious young dog, wiggle their tail. Or uh, if they don't have a tail, wiggle their butt. <laughs> knock over grandma. <laughs> that would not be pretty. On or Christmas grandma day. may have a cat and your dog may not be used to cats. We don't want your dog chasing the cat up the Christmas tree. Boy, have we all had experiences and heard stories. <laughs> wow. And then a fenced yard. Hopefully they have a fenced yard, but don't leave your dog in a stranger's fenced yard. Sometimes they'll panic, look for you, scratch at the door, or escape. And that's probably more the rule than not, because left in a strange backyard, the dog is apt to panic. Okay. In fact, we had a student in class that uh, mentioned that the other day. She had gone visiting, put the dog in the backyard of her friends, and then was startled when the dog clawed up her friend's screen door trying to get inside. Mm -hmm. So if you do go visiting and your dog is welcome, bring your dog's crate, bring a leash. Food. Bring, bring a long leash. Oh, a long leash. So yes. you can exercise your pet. Bring your dog's food and bowls. And uh, first aid kit, as we've talked about in previous, <laughs> as we've talked about in previous podcasts, that first aid kit comes up a lot. Oh, lint roller, that's a good good one to remember too. Lint, lint roller, roller to get okay. the dog hair I mean, off. Some people don't mind your dog if you're a well-behaved dog, but some people just if you have a dog that sheds a lot, may not like all that around. So if you're you know responsible and you. Use your lint roller. I'm sure they're welcoming you and your pet back again. And, of course, my favorite topic, carry your poop bags. <laughs> <laughs> and be responsible <laughs> and pick up after your pet. Kate's going to be known as the poop lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's my little pet pee. That's <laughs> and your, your pet's own food and dishes um, so that, again, you don't cause any stress on them. I've been taking care of a friend's German shepherd. He stayed at my house before, but it was always... A struggle to get him to eat his dinner. This time, Mom brought his entire food station set up with a raised <laughs> bowl and his own bowls. Well, I'll be darned, he's been eating just fine. Oh. Spoiled rotten dog. Spoiled rotten dog. <laughs> just, you know, eating off the floor was different. Uh, that six inches has made all the difference. But in all this talk about uh, safety, uh, don't forget to have fun with your pet during the holidays. This can be such a wonderful time. 
my husband and I do include our pets in all our Christmas activities. Uh, many of my dogs have been therapy dogs and they go visit much more during the holidays than they would ordinarily go. And uh, we dress the dogs up. We put uh, reindeer antlers and colored bandanas on them. Uh, Dax, my oldest dog, when she was younger and in her heyday, I have some pictures of her in some really outlandish Christmas <laughs> costumes. And, of course, she always looks slightly pitiful until we start the <laughs> therapy dog visit. And then, luckily, she ignores it. Um, but therapy dogs can be a big benefit this time of year. There's a lot of people in nursing homes and hospitals who would rather be elsewhere. And a uh, therapy dog can bring a lot of joy to their life. But Petra and Kate have both been involved in therapy dog work also. I always find it ironic that my therapy dog, Walter, who's small, cute, fuzzy, he's the one who hates wearing costumes. Now my Rottweiler, <laughs> big, bad, rotty girl, she loves wearing costumes because then people say hi to her and they smile instead of going, ooh, it's a Rottweiler. Rottweiler. Yeah. I think it's just fun to dress him up. He's <laughs> totally disgusted. But it's when I get to be that little girl dressing up my doll, otherwise known as my dog. Well, That's especially awesome. since your daughter won't fall for it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't dress her up cute anymore. I can go for it. <laughs> Well, my husband and I also make the dogs a part of the Christmas celebration because, like Petra said, we have presents under the tree for them. If my husband doesn't get too disgusted, we also have Santa fill their stockings. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when my husband and I open our stockings, because Santa still comes to our house, um, it's fun to let the dog tear the paper off a couple things, even if it's a chew bone or a new toy or a new ball or, or a little package of treats. Uh, the cats usually aren't as good about opening their presents, but unless it's catnip. <laughs> well, and then there's another point. If you're going to wrap your dog's presents, don't use ribbon. Oh, no. Bows. Nope. Those nope. fancy bows that look like a little flower or something on it. Don't don't. Or especially the metallic ribbon. Yes. Just put paper on it. it tissue paper is even better. Mm -hmm. And a tiny bit of tape. <laughs> or if you want your kids involved, you can use um, the... Uh, paper bags from the grocery store ah. and they can draw on it decorate and decorate it up yeah and specifically yeah. for that specific dog yes. yeah definitely and then the dogs get to have the fun of tearing it up wrap unwrapping it themselves but in a safe way under your supervision definitely what it all comes down to is have fun with your dog think of this as a learning opportunity to teach them new things like the command unwrap Sure, or get it, yeah, yeah, yeah. One one activity that uh, probably you shouldn't include your dog on is if you decide to go caroling. Um, now I've never been invited to join a caroling group, and uh, if you ever heard uh, her sing, <clears throat> you don't want and, to. And since I got kicked out of uh, Glee Club in fifth grade, um, and and invited never to come back. Um, but I have talked to some friends who thought taking their dog with them, caroling would be great fun. But midway through about the second song, I believe there was a lot of ow going on. <laughs> and, and, and what was wrong with that? <laughs> well, the other people in the, uh, in the group, I guess, didn't appreciate it. Oh, they were taking it far too seriously. You need to take a German Shepherd with you for that operatic area. <laughs> I have background. one alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if it's a dog club going caroling, that's one thing. <laughs> they do jingle balls. Dogs sing jingle ball. Jingle or jingle bells. Jingle. That's it. Not jingle balls. <laughs> that would be I a thought you were making 
talking jingle, about. Jingle tennis balls. Yeah, I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> dog's world. Now, I do have a, a, a neat Christmas story that, uh, that I'll share uh, before we wrap this up. I'm a California native, as is Petra. Two of the few. Most most people in California are immigrants. You know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, when my husband and I had been married about three years, he, he of course, was in the Marine Corps. We got orders back to Washington, D.C. So we rented a house in Northern Virginia. The first weekend there, they had one of their infamous... Uh, ice storms. I stood on the front porch and told my husband, I want to go home. (laughs) I wasn't thrilled with ice. However, Christmas Eve day, it snowed and it snowed about a foot. And I realized exactly how absolutely gorgeous a snow covered landscape could be. White Christmas is gorgeous. Well, we had two German shepherds at the time, California dogs, also California natives who stepped out the back door and their feet disappeared. One of them went, cool. The other one went, oh my God, my feet disappeared. (laughs) So we got the fun of introducing those two dogs to snow. Well, both dogs had been very highly trained. Both were certified search and rescue dogs, had obedience titles and so forth. And they had also been taught to pull wagons. So that was an easy transition to teaching them to pull sleds. The neighborhood kids found out that the new people on the block who had the two big dogs, the dogs could be a lot of fun. So Christmas Eve afternoon, after the snowfall, we heard these little knock-knocks on the door. Can the dogs come out and play? (laughs) So I bundled up in about 25 layers of California clothing. Since I didn't have Virginia snow clothing yet, the dogs and I went outside, and I will never, ever forget a group of about 10, 10 kids, little kids, two dogs hooked up to a sleigh and a saucer, and the kids are having races across the green belt behind our houses. How cool. They would put a kid on a sled and a kid on a saucer, tell the dogs to wait. They'd run across the, the snow-covered field, and then called the dogs to come. Dogs come tearing across, snow flying everywhere. Kid on the sled and on the saucer holding on for dear life. Ah! <laughs> and everybody cheering on their favorite dog. It was absolutely wonderful. It was like one of those Christmas card moments. Cool. <laughs> really, really neat. So where were Very you cool. and your dogs when I lived on a big hill in the snow and I had to drag the sled back up to the top? Yeah, Never well, <laughs> when I lived as a kid, when my dad was stationed in Connecticut, when I had to walk back up that hill, my mom had spoiled rotten toy poodles so (laughs) so they didn't help either (laughs) but yep so make your dog and keep your dog involved this is a wonderful time of year this is a time of year when you and your dog can both share a lot uh so keep them involved and then the last thing having a good time is be safe so double check your smoke detectors, your carbon monoxide detectors. I think there was something on the news about that recently. Oh um, uh, yeah, they talk about it when the time changes. Also, that that's a good time. Yes, but a yes. lot of times the the New Year's, New Year's that's the end of the old and the beginning of the new. Good time to mm-hmm. check for check the batteries um, and candles. Oh, it just it's devastating when you hear houses that burned. 
So if you have candles on, I do. I love the room. I love candles. I love the Yankee candles. I love the smell of Christmas stuff. Free commercial. But, yeah, I know. I love that stuff. But be very careful. I leave the house, I blow them out. You know, I don't have um, candles near the tree or anything that can And candles ignite. away from where the dog's tail might wag. Yes. Yes. So be safe. So check your detectors, both sm uh, smoke and carbon monoxide. And frankly, another reason to check them is just so they don't go off while you're not home. And uh, just because of low batteries. I know that's really annoying to me. I'm oh, a you mean sound that sensitive. chirping in the middle of the night? Oh, beep, beep, oh. beep, beep, beep. Drives me crazy. I wouldn't want to subject my pets to it while I'm not home and can't do anything about it. Yep. And then the last and final thing, and I guess it's a I think, pet peeve for all of us, yeah. don't give a pet for a Christmas gift. You can give them oh. a gift certificate, you can make a card, you can give them um, pet supplies. toys and pet supplies for their pet to come. But wait until things calm down a little bit. Now I know that a lot of the shelters have a program that they call Home for the Holidays. And it's a wonderful promotional program to let people know how many adoptable pets are available. If you want to participate in this uh, for a pet for yourself or your own family, that's wonderful. Bring the pet home before the holidays or wait until after the holidays. But if you give a pet as a gift to someone else and you do it during the holidays, during the Christmas rush, there's too much commotion, too much upset. The pet is going to be worried, scared. And who knows if that pet is really wanted? Well, <laughs> I mean, how many people? I probably two hands that I can count. People of, oh yeah, we. My daughter gave us a dog for Christmas because we lost ours earlier in the year, but you know, not really the breed I wanted. I mean, we hear it. And they're going to try. They do the training. They come to us and try to make it work. But I've had two private you know, trainings um, appointments this week with. Yes, my daughter or son or uh -huh. brother-in-law gave us a puppy six months ago. Now it's a teenager. Help! Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. People should choose their own pet anyway. Choosing a pet is a very personal decision. And a long-term investment or and should a, be. A long-term investment if, uh, if there's no emotional bond between the pet and the owner or if the owner is ambivalent about even having the pet boy the pet knows that and Don't, suffers because of and it. suffers exactly. because of it so although i uh i agree with the idea that there are many 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 pets in the shelters who are adoptable and deserve good homes do it either before the holidays or after and only for yourself and your family let other people choose their own pet and don't bring your kids during the holiday to a shelter when they see this <laughs> cute, adorable little puppy. And then how many stories please, you will hear? Yeah. Mommy, please. I want a puppy for Christmas. And then six months down the road, that puppy is way too big or too rambunctious. Or... And the kids have forgotten about him. Yep. Now it's like an old sock and behind in the back of the closet ignored. And Yep. Yeah. So don't want to see that. All right, so we'll close up this show. So just keep in mind that the holidays can be a wonderful time, but keep your pet in mind, keep it safe. And uh, think about, before you decorate the house, think about the safety of your pet. I hope we've helped you plan your holidays a little bit. 
Uh, we'll be talking to you again next week, but just think ahead towards your Christmas holidays. And I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. So from me, Liz Palaika, and Petra Burke and Kate Abbott, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Holidays. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>